Lola Tamora is a faith-driven Chicago-based entrepreneur, philanthropist, and highly sought-after business mentor for high-performing women of faith who are striving for financial freedom. I'm honored to introduce Lola to you and to find out more about this vibrant and awe-inspiring woman. Tired? Weary? Frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solar Moms Talk, I discuss with solar mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solar mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, increase your income, and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life. I'm very happy that you agreed to join us today, Lola. Please tell me, my first question for you is, what drives you? What inspires you? First of all, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be here with you. And um, that's a great question. What drives me and what inspires me? The first thing is that uh, my faith is a pretty loud but subtle voice in my life. And so for me, I am driven by just my faith. But it's, it's one of those things where I know when people might hear that, it might come across as, oh, she might be churchy or something like that. But it's just, it's really the silent strength that I get from my faith. It's really the things that no one ever sees, the intimate moments, whether it's meditation, prayer, whatever that might look, look like. Um, so I'm driven by that. And with my faith being the core, I love people. And so for me in almost any and everything that I do and I create, the goal is to serve people and to serve people well. And so I think those are the main driving forces of my life, my faith, and then the concept of serving, ser- serving others. Thank you. And I noticed that one of the ways you serve is women and girls. Tell me about your service to girls first. Yeah, absolutely. So I run a nonprofit organization in Chicago called iGlow Mentoring, and it is a nonprofit for inner city teen girls of color. And we have served a little over 5,000 girls throughout the city of Chicago. And we just are able to do great work to the girls that don't have access to resources and don't have access to opportunities because of the color of their skin or the zip code that they might live in. And so um, that is the work that we do through my nonprofit. I also run a um, event marketing agency for women of faith and business. And my goal in my market is women who have really understand that their faith is the core of their life existence from the way that they parent their children to the way that they show up at work and so on and so on. And so I am on a mission to help women of faith and business scale their business to six and seven figures. Um, I am personally called to help women make more money so that they can have more impact. It's not about making more money just to have the fancy cars and purses and houses. 
We'll have that. Don't get me wrong. We will have that. However, that's not our why. Our why is to be able to impact more people, to help more people, to literally be an extension of God's arms here on earth. Yes. Good. Yeah. Thank you. And and the truth is that a lot of time we we grow up shy of money. So even when we have the skills, we don't usually garner as much money as we should, right? Right, exactly, exactly. Right. Uh, one of the things I noticed that you want to talk about is purpose and how to pursue your purpose. Can you tell me how women, you know, and I'm going to talk about mothers because I really have a passion for mothers. We are always focused on our children. So can you tell us how mothers specifically could steer their mind to discover their purpose or pursue their purpose? Yeah, absolutely. So I don't, I am not a mother yet, but this is the interesting thing that I found about this concept of purpose. Everybody's looking for purpose. Like we're all on this massive manhunt to find purpose. And I was actually in that group for a number of years, a lot of years to be exact. And really what I begin to understand is that you don't find purpose. Purpose just already exists. And so I spent so many years like, oh, what's my purpose? What am I here for? What am I here for? And I never paid attention to what was currently in my hand. And what was currently in my hand was a part of my purpose for that time. And so the first thing that I like to tell people is let's try to reshift or shift our mindset as it pertains to how we view purpose. Purpose is not lost. And now it needs to be found. Your very existence today, you are in purpose. Even if you feel that you're confused, even if you feel that you don't have clarity today, right now in this moment, you are in purpose. Now, what happens with purpose is that with time, through wisdom, through knowledge, through understanding of yourself, through understanding of your gifts, you begin to get what I call the blueprint to your purpose, right? And so... Two pieces. One, you are already in purpose today. Even if you feel like you're not doing anything, whether the purpose today is just for you to show up and be a good mother or whether today is just for you to show up and remember to do self-care for yourself or whether whatever that is in your hands today is the purpose. And so what I believe God then does is with time, as we begin to mature and as we begin to have wisdom and as we begin to get clarity on our gifts, our talents, he begins to download the blueprint to our purpose. Okay, so now this looks like this. Now this looks like that. And so what starts to happen is it takes us from this, because I'm telling you for years, I was so busy looking for purpose that I never even just had a chance to really just fulfill the purpose of today because everything was about the pursuit of purpose instead of understanding today, I am actually in purpose and me being in purpose. This is what God had to work on me with this. Because me learning how to be in purpose was one, me learning how to be present. I did not know. Still today, I am challenged with learning how to be present. Me, I am a visionary. So I am generally always a year, two, three years in advance. Everybody's in 2021. I've been in 2022 for the last six months to a year, you know? And so learning how to bring it back and be present and in being present, that is a part of purpose. Right. A part of purpose is being present. A part of purpose is being aware of what's happening today. Right now, I have a client that I've been working with who um, she is a mother and um, she runs a business and she's doing great things. And one of her 
children recently, they're really battling this disease and it's really impacting her and her family in a way. And I was talking to her and she, she was talking, she's like, I got to get back in purpose. I got to get back in the business. I got to, it's like, no, 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 no. The purpose of the moment is for you to be present for your kid that's battling their life. That is the purpose of the moment. And so what it happens is it gives, allows us to give ourselves the, uh, the grace to know that in some seasons, purpose might shift and it might look a little different in some seasons. But is it to say that because she's not running her business like she was before, because she's not doing all these things, that she is not in purpose just sitting by her kid's bedside and speaking life to, that is purpose to me. And so with that, I really try to teach this understanding that one purpose is forever evolving. If you meet somebody that has a fullness of the understanding of their purpose, they're probably Jesus or his cousin or his auntie. Okay. They got to be directly connected to the bloodline because purpose is forever evolving. Even when you feel like you have it, it's still, it's constantly evolving as long as there is breath in your body. The next thing is that as purpose is evolving, give yourself grace. Give yourself the grace to know that in some season, purpose might look one way and in others, it might look another way. It does not disqualify or does not water down the fact that it is still the purpose that you have for this moment and in this season. And so that's how I kind of look at purpose, which is a little different than I know what people teach from a mainstream, but this is what's been working for me. And this is just the thing that I teach. Thank you. And it makes sense that it's already there, but we're looking for it. And because we're looking for it, we miss it or delay its fulfillment, right? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Um, you gave me goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I really love that. <laughs> so what is Lola grateful for today? Today, I am grateful for, I think the thing that I am most grateful for at this point, point in my life is wisdom. I don't know. I, most times when I talk, I mean, it's been this way since I was a little girl. I was five years old and people would say this, that I was like, I had wisdom beyond my years. I mean, at five, it was like, how do you know that little girl? And so I still hear that now at the age that I'm at. And I'm really grateful for the ability to have wisdom because I believe when you have the wisdom and really to be pretty exact, the wisdom of God, when you really have that, you lack nothing, right? I don't have to chase money. I don't have to chase opportunities. I don't have to chase um, resources because with the wisdom of God, it gives you the exact places to be, when to be, how to show up. It's just, it's a superpower. So I am grateful for that. One thing that just happened recently is, um, so sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I will have this overwhelming feeling of needing to bless someone. This doesn't happen often. Might have, might happen 10 times a year. I'll wake up and like, it's, it's like on me and I know it's God. I am a giver by nature. And so when I wake up and that thing is on me, God wants me to bless someone. So what I do when that happens, and again, it only happens about 10 times a year, if that I'll go and I'll get cash because I don't generally carry cash because I just want to be ready for whoever this person is. Whenever I run into them, I want to be ready. And so this one day, um, when he got money, I woke up and this thing was really on me 
and I just went and got cash because it's generally random people. It might be a homeless person. It might be someone who know I don't know who it is. I just know what I feel. So I'm in the store. I'm in Trader Joe's and I'm in line and I'm on my phone doing what most millennials do while they grocery shop on Facebook or one of these platforms. And the woman in front of me is credit card got declined and she had like a basket full of groceries and she, you know, the guy told her to try it again. I didn't notice when he got declined the first time. I noticed the second time. And that's when I heard the guy say, um, this is the second time I got declined. Do you have another card? And so she's trying to figure out another card. And I just walk, I was like, can I pay for your, let me pay for your groceries. And she's like looking at me and I was like, listen, I know it sounds weird, but I woke up this morning and something told me that I needed to get cash because I needed to bless someone. And so I want to just help you. Let me pay for your groceries. And so she's like, like, she just, cause she had, I mean, she had like $200 worth of groceries. So it wasn't like no little $5, five out of a thing of milk or something. And so she waited for me outside. And when I got outside, we started talking and she said to me that basically she woke up this morning. She has three children. She was going to overdraft her account so that she could get the groceries. And she said to me that she was like, I wasn't going, I, I kept, and she was like, God just was like, go get the groceries. And she was like, God was like, go get the groceries and go to this store to get the groceries. And then what she didn't know is on another side of town, God woke me up and he woke it, woke me up to do, get cash because there's some, and this is how God works. And the reason why I wanted to give that story is because this is why out of saying, I'm grateful that I have a successful business. I'm grateful for the work that I get to do while my gratitude is towards the wisdom of God, because the wisdom of God will lead you to the places you need to be with the people who have your yes, the people who have your answer. God is already going ahead of us working. That woman didn't have to ask me. I just saw the need and I fulfilled it because God, had, I didn't know this woman. Yeah. She was a stranger. And so when you operate in just that, what people might call gut feeling, what people might call what, you know, different things, I call the wisdom of God. When you operate in that, it will put you in position to get you what you need. And that story is an example. Me and this woman, stranger, sat in the parking lot, just like crying because we were overwhelmed with how much God loves us. I was overwhelmed with God's love and concern for her and her family and her obedience. Just like I had to be obedient and show up and have the what he told me to have, she had to be obedient. God didn't tell her to go to Walmart to go grocery shopping. He didn't tell her to go to the other grocery store. He said, go to this store at this time and what you need is going to be there. And so that's why I say the wisdom of God. It is literally a superpower for me. Yes, definitely. And you heard you heard the voice and you obeyed. She heard the voice and she obeyed. And it points out that God knows what we need, right? And he will supply that need. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yep. Yes. Agreed. All right. So tell me how, I mean, you're imparting a lot of knowledge and wisdom. How does someone get closer to you to, to whether, you know, purchase whatever, you know, you're offering or being an audience in a presentation you may have 
Tell us any activities you have coming up. Yeah, absolutely. So I have an event that is, I'm currently working on that is at the end of March. It's March 24th and 25th. And this is the real thing. I have a lot of people. I'm always flooded with people who want me to mentor them and all that good stuff. And I would love to, um, but I am called to people globally. I am called to globally help women of faith get to the next level. And so with that, what I do is I bring and create environments where I can pour all my resources into women. And so the next environment that I've created is called Tomorrow Live. Um, it's a virtual conference. We have keynote speaker Sarah Jakes Roberts, which is the daughter of Bishop T.D. Jakes. And then we have Chris Jenner. Um, and really, this event is meant to be a merge of business and faith. We have Chris Jenner that's leading our business segments. And then we have Sarah Jakes that's leading the faith segments. And really, what I am really trying to help women do and learn is how to partner with God in business. But when we think about partnering with God, when we think about as a person of faith, having our faith, we think, oh, we have to blast gospel music or wear I love Jesus hat and the T-shirt. But what I'm really trying to help women now scale to is how your faith, your faith can be a core pillar of your life and you never have to say God's name one time. That's where the real power is. When you never have to tell a person, oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I love God. But they can feel it from your essence. They can feel it from the way that you handle business affairs. They can feel it for what you do, from what you do when nobody's looking. And really, this conference is meant to be a breeding ground where women of faith and business who desire more, who want more, who are trying to get more access to more resources and capital, not just so they can just have money, but so they want to impact their communities. They want to build homeless shelters. They want to build um, housing for battered women. They have all of these big visions. And it is my job to help them get to more capital so that they can fulfill God's plan for them on earth. And that conference, again, is a two-day conference. It's tomorrow live, tmrwlive.com. And they can find more information about the conference there. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I'll put the link on the show notes. You're also on Instagram, right? Because I'm following you. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Lola Tomorrow, L-O-L-A Tomorrow, T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W. That's my Instagram hashtag. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. One more question. Well, I have two more. Sorry. Do you practice self-care? and What does that look like for you? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, an excellent question. So I am really in the process of learning how to be more diligent about self-care, to be honest with you. Um, For me, I was that person, and I'm sure many mothers can connect with this. I was that person. I almost like took pride in like exhausting and depleting myself for the care of others. I gave everything. I gave my last of everything. And so now I am at a season where I am learning self-care. And it is, it's not easy when you've lived the bulk of your life, putting everybody before yourself. So at this place, waste my self-care looks like is it looks, whether it's uh, me being intentional about working out whether that workout is a walk in the park or it's something in my home, but me being intentional about making time because I love the way I feel after I work out. So me making time to make that priority. Another form of self-care is for me to be aware about where I'm at emotionally. Before, I don't care whether I was stressed, anxiety, I don't care what was going on. I was going to push through the day. Now, sometimes during the day, if my day is overwhelming, I have to take a nap. 
Okay, and I don't care how anybody feels about it. I have to take a 20 minute nap. I have to lay down. I have to rest because it recharges me. These are ways that I learn to take care of myself. I learn when there are a lot of things going on and I have to unplug. I learn to just unplug and just sit and be present. Do nothing. Sit on my couch and look at my fingernails. See, for me, these were things that were very challenging for me at one season of life because I was accustomed to being busy, staying busy. Busy. The busier I was, the happier I was. And so me learning how to have those moments to unplug, learning how to even celebrate myself more, celebrate my wins, celebrate the different things that I'm doing instead of just going through life. And so those are things that I do as a form of self-care. Um, I know some people don't feel like this is self-care, but for me, I have a therapist that I see twice every month and for me that's a that's a form of me taking care of my mental health me being intentional that I am whole and I am well because how many movers and shakers do we know that doing great things in the world behind closed doors they're depressed and suicidal and if we don't know that it's a lot of people that are dealing with that and so for me me taking care of my mental health me showing up a certain way so that the world doesn't get this amazing Lola behind, but behind closed doors, my family and friends, my future husband, my children, they get a different person. And so those are things that I do at this phase in life. You know, when I become a wife and I become a mother, that probably will look different. But at this phase of life, that's how I um, do self-care. Amen. I love it that you take a nap when you need to take a nap. I love that. Yes, I will take a nap. All right. Um, any final thoughts? Um, no, I think that, yeah, I just think that overall, I would love for people to, um, whoever's listening to this podcast, everything I talked to you guys about today was my journey. I am really big on everyone embracing their journey, right? We have such a big society where we all compare and compete. This person do this. I want to do this. It's not that you can't be inspired by a person. You absolutely can, but embrace your journey, embrace your reality. Something that I have been working with myself is to tell myself the truth. I don't know why, but I like to lie to myself in secret for some reason. And so learning to tell myself the truth and embrace my reality. You know, I had um, one of my clients recently say to me, like, Dolores, you just get so much done. You're able to do this. You're able to do that. You're everywhere. I see all the amazing work you're doing. And sometimes I feel away. And in my mind, I was very confused and I had to say to her, you are a wife and you are a mother of three kids. How could you compare yourself to a single woman? (laughs) It's just me. Like, you know, I don't think about no one else but myself. Like it is not the same comparison. And I just really want all of the women listening, whether you have children, whether you don't have children, whether you know someone who has children, be committed to your own journey. And be committed to show up for yourself and to show up to tell and tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth. If you know, you know what? I've been procrastinating. I know I have a lot going on, but I've been procrastinating and I really can't get this done. Or just being committed to tell yourself the truth. That's those are my final thoughts. Thank you very much. And you were speaking to me today. I think you were sent to me. Uh, So thank you. Um, Thank you for your time. I appreciate you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I recently had a birthday and my former co-workers organized a Zoom virtual birthday party for me. 
I mean, I was so happy and I felt really blessed to have to have worked with these individuals who I no longer work with them, but we still stay connected. And I miss that. I miss the connection we've had over coffee, over drink, bonding even over our work. And so it was a delight. It was fun and it w- it made me feel loved. So what about you? What are you doing to stay connected? Because Despite COVID, we want to connect. We yearn to connect. Even when we are introverts and, you know, prefer to be on our own, our soul longs for connection. And so I'm inviting you to connect with Solo Moms Talk. Connect with our community. Every month we have a get together and I would really like you to attend. Click the link below and RSVP because human beings need connection. Studies show that building healthy connection help us to live longer. I want to live longer. What about you? If you do and you miss connection, click the link below and join us for 